the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV show. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown. Animal underscore Brown if you're looking for me on socials. Absolutely, man. And I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy. AB, how you feeling out here? Man, feeling good, feeling great. It's trying to warm up outside. Key emphasis on trying. But it's still a little chilly out this motherfucker, though. We got a cool little 70-degree day down out here, man. But it was raining, though. I sure. wish I could get out there and play golf. No, one day. And that shit went yeah, right back to the right back. <laughs> <laughs> Brisk was right back out, nigga. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely need to come around with these March, April months, man. I am glad it don't get as cold in the A as it has been everywhere else, man. We've been kind of mild compared to the rest of the weather out there. So I appreciate that, man. That no don't mean snow. people need to move to Georgia, though. Y'all stay where y'all are. Man, already bad enough, man. As a transplant, I can, but I've been here long enough. I can say we full. I can even say, yeah, it. facts. We've been here long enough. We can say it's full. Absolutely. <laughs> do not come. Do not enter. None of the above, man. We got a, a jam packed show for you this week. You know, this is the On Deck TV show, the latest and greatest in hip hop news from a southern perspective. YFN Lucci update. AB. We're gonna see what he's talking about. Your man's Ludacris has a show coming to BET based off of his life. DJ Clue, he posted a tweet asking fans to tell him about classic albums since 2020. We'll dive into that. Also, 21 Savage had an opinion on broke and rich parents. But first, AB, the news of the weekend, man. If you've been in these tweet streets or anywhere on social media for that, for that sake, um, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj did not like Meg's his track that was it was came out friday for sure when it came out it came out on friday apparently there were some bars in there about Nicki minaj and megan's law and whatever all of that means we'll dive into but Nicki did not take lightly to it she dropped the diss track bigfoot ab did you listen are you here for the beef what do you think about the ladies in hip-hop beefing yeah, so i guess this was this been brewing for a little minute a lot of people allege that shots have been taken at each other for the last couple of years. You remember they got a song together and everything. Um, so I don't, I don't who knows what happened. I guess all was good until Cardi linked up with Meg and then the I WAP guess, came out. Yeah, once WAP came out, I that guess happened. that deaded that shit. Once that WAP hit you, you ain't no good no. <laughs> exactly. Um <laughs> wish that WAP hit me. But look, um <laughs> shit. I will say though, <sighs> so first Friday the song this for this has escalated super quickly because it's only been like 72 hours from with the song coming out to all of a sudden this extra shit i will say the the rant before i even get to the bigfoot the rants okay. on social media leading up to the song mm-hmm. i feel like nikki was doing a little too much um mm. she was she was kind of making fun of her getting shot and i thought that the narrative I, I felt like the response to her making fun of the situation was a lot different than when Drake had a metaphor about it, but that's neither here nor there. I, I understand double standards exist. I guess people just file it in under that. Ooh, that's yeah. fine. But yeah. I thought that Nikki was doing too much, and I thought when she was making fun of how she sounded, she was low-key making fun of the South. But I'm also going to let that really? slide, because even Pimp C wife was like, Hey, slow your roll, man. Mentioning my husband's name and you doing all this extra shit with this pimp C bun B. She was, she was, they, she was claiming to be making fun of how Meg rap, but really she was making fun of the South. Mm. Third part, the actual song itself. The song itself is extreme mid. I'm like the middest of all mids. There was a couple of hotlines, I will say, but she said a couple of those bars when she was fucking ranting like she said the bigfoot i thought the bigfoot shit was funny that was funny that should have we shouldn't have known the name of the song she shouldn't have said any of that and i thought the line about uh the mega's law but if you for a free beat nigga you can be you can smash raw <laughs> and nigga if you're a ghostwriter you can have a party in her jaw all oh, that was hard like I'm, I'm i'm sorry that shit was funny i laughed out loud everything else was mid the delivery was terrible changing voices six different times and I mean, all that was way off that shit was trash she said she got five more we don't need oh it God. we're good on that but i will say i thought the stuff about her mom was a little i know all's fair and rap beef but that was a little eh, we could have done without that that didn't add to it it kind of took away and make her look kind of weird and people are saying she was coked up doing the song. I don't know, man. The song is mid as fuck, though. I ain't gonna lie. But them first, them first couple of bars were funny. What did you think? 
Yeah, I do think that there was some funny bars in there. Did, did, did Party, I got some questions before I get into what I think. Did sure. Party put the information out about her mom? Like she swearing on her dead mom that she didn't, was that a party thing? Where did that even come from? I don't know. We've, I've never seen Party linked up with Nikki, so I don't know if they behind the scenes talking, no, but. But you know, he made that song, right? So did, sure. in that song, did he say that she swore on her dead mom that she didn't sleep with them niggas? Is that. Oh, I didn't peep that. Okay, maybe so. Maybe so. Yeah, I think that's where that came from. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but and if you're like me, we ain't as involved as we like. I don't know the intricacies of what's going on. Right. So I kind of felt lost. I, I felt like you in the sense of damn, this this escalated quickly. Like I ain't even really know they didn't like each other. Like you said, they had a song, and um, it didn't seem like that it took that much from Megan for with Cardi to go off like she did. Right. And that's what kind of made it seem like she was wilding on Twitter to me. Like, okay, you're doing a little too much for like one bar. Unless you've been waiting and had this in the arsenal and been wanting to do this anyway. In that sense, just drop it before she even come at you. Why did you have to wait for the little one bar? Yeah. Um, I found it interesting that Meg wasn't responding to her and hasn't like really putting herself in this. I seen something on Twitter where they said she's going to try to play the victim like she always does. As far as getting people to sympathize with her, like, oh, May, um, Cardi's a bully. I didn't do anything. So I'm interested in to see how she responds. That's what's going to make this for me uh, as far as being here for the beef. As for the song, I actually I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I, 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 I'm used to the Nikki, the little that I listened to her doing the six voices. Yeah. I thought some of the bars were clever. I laughed out loud, as you said. And it, it, it restored a feeling of just, you know, hip hop like beef. Like we don't really get that from the men no more because it can get so dangerous. Like niggas yeah. is dying behind this shit. So it, it, it's kind of enjoyable to see. Hopefully doesn't escalate past them going back and forth on bars, which I don't think it will. So I'm here for the entertainment aspect of it. I'm here for like all the stuff that Nikki was saying. I feel like all of it was fair game because Meg has kind of gotten a pass as far as like what you said. They were talking about suing Drake for that line. You know right. what I mean? And Cardi, I mean, and um, Tory gets held, rightfully so or not. I ain't right, got nothing right, to right. do with that. I don't have an opinion on what he did, uh, but. As far as Nikki capitalizing on it and, and taking it back to the ether and takeover days, like I was here for it. And I didn't think the song was that bad. It was a little bit above mid for me. It wasn't okay. great. It wasn't good. I'm not listening to it again, but I did enjoy it that first listen too. like, oh, this is pretty clever. This is funny. I guess this is what happened when you fuck with a motherfucker that can rap for real. Yeah, but man was... can rap for real too, I think. So I love to hear how this is going to play out. It was okay. The, the What triggered it was the line that Meg had in his about Megan's law which is when mm -hmm. someone has to register as a sex offender right. to the public. So that, that's, that was of course a shot at Nikki's husband or whatever. So that's what kind of prompted things. Again, Nikki's that's stuff little, was cool. Like, that's, that's a little like, you, you really got to be listening for that to get that. If you, if you car, would you agree? You mean if you're Nikki, but that's a, but that's good that's rap though. Nikki, that's yeah. an entendre. So it's a nice little double entendre given that's her name and shit. That's kind of, but that's what it's supposed to be about. Some mm -hmm. clever shit, some hidden shit, some coded shit, some shit you don't maybe get on the first listen. Some shit you got to Google. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, damn, I ain't even get that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I ain't even peeped that. I will say the shit Nikki said about, uh, I, I think that's what she should have done. I think she should have put the song out first and then went on the online rant afterward. I think it would have hit a little harder. But the shit she said in the song about what she was name dropping the niggas that allegedly are tied to yeah, Megan. I thought those bars was that, that was pretty slick too. Even though my yeah, girl was, was like, "That's old news." If you follow the blogs, and I was like, "I don't." So this is I don't new. follow the blogs. So. Yeah, I don't. She's like, "That's old." I that's, know any of this, right? that's old T. I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" I don't know. G Easy, who the fuck? I didn't know that. <laughs> French Montana, like I didn't. This is news to me. Uh, so yeah, that was funny. All of that. Yeah. That part was funny. I just wish she would have stayed on flow or stayed in pocket with the flow because that the the flow she took was some slow. But lyrically, it's not that bad. It's just, man, the flow was trash though. Do you think that the new response is going to be like the Pusha T response? Like, do you think Meg is just going to like we not hear from her for how long has it been since Jim Jones put that like eight? Months? I think Pusha T just waiting on his project to drop though. 
man, you can't depend on that gangster grills at this point, bro. You gotta, you, yeah, that you, shit, shit was coming soon. Oh, yeah, like, like, bro, like, we're not waiting on the album anymore, bro. Do you have heat or not, bro? Like, heat or no, bro? We, we're tired of waiting, dude. Is you gonna smoke Jim Jones, Jim Jones boots or not, man? Pause. Tr we ain't waiting on that gangster grills album, bro. The only <laughs> reason Nikki put this out now is because she has an album and a tour to promote. Trust me, you have the to tie it to something. Up. It just makes sense. So I wouldn't, I, I would assume if I were Meg's people, I want Meg in the studio right now. Like as Cardi, I mean, damn, as Meg, excuse me, damn, as Nikki mentioned in the song, Meg ain't been selling like you really thought she would have. And then she alluded to her being gifted Grammys. So if you Meg and you do need those sales, you would think you got about a 48 hour clock. Like Drake said, man, it's been four days, bro. Where y'all niggas at, man? Where y'all at? So I ain't gonna lie. I, I want to see her respond fairly quickly. The Nikki, the, the part that was funny, the Nikki part, where she was ranting at the end, and she crazy. called her a one flow hoe, and that shit was funny. <laughs> she was real disrespectful on this. It's almost very to the point where Meg came. Petty, disrespect, yeah, all of that. It was very petty. It was a really petty song. Super. It's almost to the point where Meg can't ignore it. So I, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how it goes from here. But you know what's funny, real quick. You, neither one of them, they, neither one of them have very clean resumes. They both got questionable shit on their resume, so it's they're kind of evenly yoked when it comes to that shit. Because Meg got questionable. Even the Gail King shit was mad. I didn't have sexual relations with any. Okay, like she lied on that. Like she's got some questionable shit going on <laughs> on her end. And then Nikki, you can just look and see who she married to. You're always going to be questionable if you married a sex offender, too. Like, you have to state that. It's obvious. To what you got to wear that. Hang-ups are right. <laughs> and, so, and just some of the goofy shit, like she sent the nigga out on offset. Just little stuff like that. And she's old. She's 40 plus, and but she the way she be acting be hella immature. So some people look at that like, eh. So they both kind of got smote on a rep. Just a little bit. But So yeah, it's kind of interesting. Say, one could say at this age... Nikki carrying on like this is kind of uh, that's what I'm the, the, the lives were doing that. way too much. The lives were doing yeah. too much, bro. I'm keeping the stack. Yeah, they were doing too but much. Bro. The, the song broke records or something, like you said. The, the, the fan base showed out for it. Do you think this is similar to? I heard this today in conversation. Do you think this is similar to? Because remember, Lil Kim and Nikki had that rift when Nikki was new and Kim felt like that she was in, encroaching on her spot. Yeah, do you think this is similar treatment to what Nikki received from Kim? No. Nah. It ain't the same. I think Meg is established at this point. Nikki, yeah. I mean, Kim was washed by the time Nikki came on. Oh, yeah, oh, 09, 2010, she was washed. So she was just, hey. Yeah, she Kim was just, was. Yeah, that's all that was. Gotcha. Okay. This is interesting, though, but uh, it's, it is, man. I I really want Meg to reply. I really want to see what. I, Do we, I, though? The song got to be yeah. good. So, bro, like, let's, like, these songs are just okay. I mean, the, the hiss was. That one, nothing to me. Like, that, that was know. that was better than this. No better than this. Nah, nah. I, I got to go with Nikki shit. Nikki shit was more entertaining than that hits because I didn't know none of what Meg was talking about. Like, remember, I like you just explained to Megan's law to me. I didn't realize she was right. dicking, uh, dissing Nikki till I got online. And I'm like, yeah. oh shit, it wasn't this direct. Anymore. It was not. Yeah, like, yeah you yeah. said Drake got shots in there. I ain't hear Drake's name. I may have heard the references, but I ain't hear his name. That's true. What if Drake came and Drake dropped the diss track, smoked her? That wouldn't even be fair. That'd be the worst problem she ever had. That wouldn't even Nikki be fair. Nicki and Drake dissing you at the same time? Yeah, if I was Drake, yeah. got to be petty. I, I would just drop some. Little quick, he probably got another line. Minutes. He'll do another line somewhere. Like quick little two minutes, get in and get out. Should go crazy behind <laughs> it. I'll <laughs> smoke her real quick, nigga. Get you up out of here. I was drinking. I'd be petty as hell, nigga. One of them, I'd do one of the, the videos like that nigga just did from the Target dude with the Meg this over that. She'll be hated, nigga. <laughs> Go to sit down. It's over. Oh, shit. All right, man. Next up, let's keep it New York, man. Since we talking Nicky, let's talk Benny the Butcher. His uh, debut Def Jam project. Not debut mm -hmm. album, but his debut on the new label that Snoop got him on. Um, it was called Everybody Can't Go. Simple question. Did it live up to what you expected it to be? I wasn't disappointed. Uh, I wasn't blown away either. I will say that. I, I didn't listen to that like, ooh, shit. Like, Benny has a classic album, in my opinion, and that's the one that we named to a couple 
what's the name of it? Reasonable doubt. I mean, um, no, no, um, I know what you're talking I about. See, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see the yeah, I can see that the one. covering in my head, but yeah, that one right there. This isn't anywhere near that. It's kind of short, and that's not usual for me to say. Usually, I like the twelve, the thirteen albums, but I feel like Forty Minutes didn't do a Def Jam debut justice. It's really safe. It's a really safe album as far as him working with the people who got him here. And he said he was going to do that. And I yeah. get it with the title. Everybody can't go. Uh, but the ones where I feel like maybe he even did take a chance like Snoop or that's it. Actually. Babyface Ray. Babyface Ray, you would you didn't see coming. I didn't. I didn't. I was surprised to see a Babyface Ray and Jadakiss for that matter. Like even though Jadakiss has Def Jam ties, those weren't as impressive as I would have liked the chances that he would have took to be. So the song with Snoop, I could have it could have did with something else. I didn't need a Snoop Dogg feature. I get it, like you said, he got in the the deal, so I could see how it played out. Uh, but I enjoyed Peasy on here. Peasy is one of my one of my faves. The Griselda stuff sounds like every other Griselda song. And I'm not saying that I have a formula for what they should have done, but I was expecting a little bit more. This sounded like just another one of those mixtapes that he put out. And this is supposed to be your introduction to mainstream America. Even though he's been popular, this is like Def Jam, though. This is an entity in itself. So I just feel like there could have been a little bit more. He said he wasn't doing the girl song, and he did not. I commend him for that, yeah. but... It still should have been some stuff that that took the place of the the just the everyday Griselda stuff that you hear on this album. AB, what do you think about it? Yeah, and and the other album we were talking about was Burden of Proof. I don't Burden know why the hell proof, I, I think why the fuck I said Reasonable Doubt. Um, yeah, I, I I did like the album. I understand where you're coming from, though, in terms of it not he didn't take that many risks, but I'm okay with that. Um, if it ain't broke. I don't necessarily need you to fix it. There'll be a time where you can experiment a little bit. That's cool. And whenever you find that and then do that, it doesn't have to be the first one out the gate um, on the brand new, on the brand new label home. Snoop didn't sign you to experiment. He probably signed you to do you um, on a little bit of a bigger scale. He got Wayne on the first single. Wayne ate him up. Not even gonna hold you. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other single Braun, I like it more now than I did when, when that shit first came out. It really didn't move. It fit on the album. Yeah, it was it was cool, first one but out the gate, yeah, yeah. I, I will say I like the Snoop song was hard though. Like I I like Snoop on the hook. I'm just I'm glad he didn't have no verse. With all due respect uh, to to the legend that is Snoop Dogg, I liked them on the hook. I thought it fit. Um, mm. And there's a couple of other joints on here I really rock with, but I, I did like it. It did end kind of quickly. Um, just, it did a little abruptly, and I'm always I'm usually like shit. Thirteen songs, 12, 13, 14, That's the sweet spot. But yep. I, I wouldn't have mind maybe one more like flamethrower. But uh it's some it's I like it though. The first uh song is bang and the intro, that shit is fire, but it is not a lot of risk taking. You're right. Um, that is a fact. Not a lot of risk. Ended abruptly to your point. It's one of those albums where like if you're letting it play and you have your Apple music or your streaming services set to like just continue playing after the album, like if it keep playing Benny shit, you won't know the album is over until you yep. hear a song that you've recognized before. But, like I had it, I was like, man, this it's been going on for a minute, but then I realized it was just playing Benny shit. So yeah, it ends yeah. very abruptly. Um, it needed a better last song, even though I like yes, the last song. I'm out. saying it needed something to tie the the subject together on something a little more cinematic, a little bit more structure. I could see that. Yes. Yeah, but I, I fuck with the message. I liked it, man. I I, I pulled up. I went ahead and made a game time decision that? and pulled up to the uh, album signing. Um, shout out to DBS Sounds and Riverdale Man Black on Record Store. They're going on 30 years this year. Salute to them. Mm -hmm. Um, it was good, man. Like he, I mean, by all accounts, seemed like a solid nigga. He was he was Personal rapping move. with niggas, they weren't tripping. You know, mm -hmm. you could sit there and rap with them. They weren't pushing you out the way and shit. <laughs> if you wanted to get a word Big with turnout. You know, it was pretty decent turnout, but I like I, I like going there because they keep it moving. And I'm not a yeah. standing line type nigga. I just don't lie. I'm just too old for it. We keep it a buck. Mm -hmm. But they keep it moving. So, like, even though you do get a chance to, to rap with them, it ain't too much. Like, you're not holding up the fucking line. So I was in and out probably 45 minutes at the most. Mm. Okay. So what it was cool, was man. Good in? You see his Some, car outside? What kind of car was he in? Damn, nah, I ain't, hell nah, I ain't see that shit. Man, they had mad security. They park out back, though. It's like a little oh, okay. thing in the back. They had the spaceship parked out front. I just oh, asked that because Killer Mike did the video. He had the cars out front. Yeah, he had them with. Did you nah, see that's that's a fact. you went? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like two whips out front. 
All right, man. Before we get to the uh, wins and losses of the week, we got a couple more quick hits, A.B., beginning with your man, 21 Savage. He had a statement. He was on Shay Shay's podcast, Uncle Shannon. What is it called? Club Shay Shay. Uh, 21 name Savage ain't says, nothing, by the way. That's slow, actually. Uh, 21 Savage said that broke parents are better than rich parents because they can be there more. They have more time to spend. And while the gifts... And the other things are cool from rich parents. Time is one of the most important things for kids. Do you agree with this, A.B.? Man, I understand what he, where he was trying to go. His underlying message is time with your kids is important. And yes. if, you're, if you have a lot of money, depending on the industry that you're in, it may take up a lot of that time in order to maintain that lifestyle that you have kind of set up for yourself. Uh, but no, the, at the end of the day, cause you can be broke with no time. You can be working a goddamn double shift at McDonald's every day. Nigga have no time to see your kids and still not be rich. So it's not necessarily, that's not the end all be all. I understand the sentiment that time is important and he wishes he had more of it, but there's something he can do about that. You make enough bread with these shows and these appearances and all this extra shit. You can you can start to cancel one or two things. You can buy some of your time back. I'm 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 not talking like I'm a fucking financial advisor. I'm just generally speaking, mm-hmm. there's thing he can make investments to buy back some of that time. And I would if I were him, that's something I would definitely look into because I understand what he means. I don't have any kids, but I get what he's trying to say, and that's important. You don't want to miss milestones and shit, dog. Constantly missing milestones because you had a show in fucking Omaha, nigga. Right. Like. Take some of that bread, put that shit in something else, man. But I, th- I, by all accounts, I think he owns his masters. I think he's, for by all accounts, he's pretty wise with his bread. He don't buy jewelry, you know, he all that extra shit. So I'm sure he'll figure it out. But no, are rich parents, are broke parents better than rich parents? Nigga, no, they're not. I wish my mama had money growing up. Fuck what he talking about. I wish I had both my parents so I could have two incomes in the house, nigga. Oh, Fuck man. what he talking about. But I respect it. I get it. Yeah, as you said, the sentiment is there. I understand it. And I am too speaking as someone who does not have kids. So right. it may hit a little differently for me. I know parents may yell at the the, the radio or their phone saying, hey, man, y- y'all just don't understand. That's possible. <laughs> like you said, bro, he got enough money where I can fix this shit. I don't have to be on the road 52 nights a week. I ain't got a tour every week. And if I do, I can hire good help to make sure that my kid can come with me and come join me in different places and they can experience what it's like being a, being doing what I do and seeing me like I think that he has enough money to be able to do that while I don't feel guilty about having to leave my son at home or my daughter at home now I do understand you want him to be in school and have some sort of normal life you don't want them on the road with you just so they can spend time with you that's kind of being selfish in itself but what I would say is even for the people who have rich parents that aren't famous like he is in the long run when we're talking about like wealth and and building stuff right. they're going to be they 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 may be mad that you didn't get to spend that time with them but the way that they're going to be set up in life they will appreciate they will appreciate that like you said that they don't have to work the double at McDonald's because dad was out busting his ass building generational wealth yeah. so while i understand the premise of what you're saying i do think that the kid if you were to ask a kid and say hey your parents were broken now you you have this fear of being broke, so you work harder than you should work, and you work 80 hours a week because you're scared that you're going to be broke one day. Or if you say, man, even though they may be asshole rich pricks, you have the person who's like, well, my dad made sure. Like, uh, what was your man saying? The, the, the producer, he's like, nah, I ain't never ate fast food. Oh, uh, like, yeah, he'd make cook for me. I, I, I bet you he would uh, say, no, I'm glad my parents weren't broke. Because in that situation, it, it provided him with the opportunity to have the career that he has. True. And that comes from generational wealth, take, being able to take chances, not being dependent on every check, not having to help your parents when you grow up and now you're the provider for the family. So it, it, it goes really deep, Pauls. Yeah. But like again i get what 21 savage is saying but i i disagree with the 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 overall thing of it like i, I just couldn't see how being broke would be more helpful to a kid especially us now at our age knowing what life requires knowing that nigga i would be a lot better off if when i hit 18 i had 100k in the bank or however much it may be because my mom and my dad were together with financial uh you know what i'm saying 
uh, together with financial, whatever you said it was, and you know, just mm -hmm. being able to have a dual income. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, no, for sure. And look, there's pros and cons to everything. I get it. Uh, but the, what he's trying to say, he's trying to give, he's trying to liken the time thing to money and having it or not having it. They're right. not exactly tied together. Cause there's some rich motherfuckers that play golf all day and got time to take their kids and do some people will tell you that, that maybe uh had took the entrepreneur route or something of that nature and they got shit automated. They might work yeah. five days a month. You know what I'm saying? Cause they got systems in place. They don't have to be present. They're not a performer, so they don't have to be present. They're more or less running things from the top. You work a couple of days a month and everything's on autopilot and then you get to go to the recitals and the games and shit. There's, there's books on this dude. <laughs> like, so it's definitely mm -hmm. possible, but since he's the talent and he has to be present for a lot of this shit to work at this point in time, he's probably on the contract to do certain things and be certain places. It's going to be tricky for a couple more years, but it's going to pay off very soon. Trust and believe that. I 100% agree. Next up, man, your man Birdman. He's been outside lately, man. He popped up at the San Francisco game. He was on the podcast with um, Jalen Rose, who I didn't know had a podcast. Uh, I know that I know this now. Um, and he said that the South, in his opinion, still doesn't get the respect it deserves for keeping the lights on in hip hop, man. Do you agree or disagree with Birdman? Hmm. I'm biased, of course. People that know that listen to this understand like my my love for Southern hip hop. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree with this. Like, and I'll say it to the point where if you say, "Hey, Lil Wayne's the best rapper." People will look at you crazy. Or if you mention Scarface with Nas and Jay Z, and 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 they'll be like, "Oh, hold up now." Or if you say Eight Ball and MJG is better than Mob Deep, a lot of that is the stigma that New York holds. A lot of that is what people think that New York should come first because it had the quote unquote golden era of hip hop. So right. you discredit some of the Southern acts and even that led into the time that I feel like the Birdman is referring to of keeping the lights on in hip hop when it wasn't a lot coming from New York. It wasn't a lot, a lot coming from the West Coast. You had the hot boys that were holding it down and Master P that was holding it down and just out, outcast and the different Southern acts. And it was something to be from the South when the Houston had, they run um, Trick Daddy, uh, Luke, all of these people who don't always get mentioned when you're talking about hip hop, but yet you always hear the same names from East Coast rappers or from the East Coast when they're telling the story. And some names in the South should be mentioned at that. Like that there should be consideration. We talk about the best rapper ever. Like you can't shrug off Lil Wayne's name. Now, people might say, oh, he's not accomplished business-wise as Jay-Z or this the longevity as far as maybe Nas. However, there is, like, his his name is in the hat. Like, the work that he's put in, and sometimes that gets neglected because he's from the South, and people feel like the bars are dumb. Even earlier, like you were saying with the um, Nicki and Meg thing, like, they're, they're able to, to throw those jabs and make those, oh, the South is kind of slow jokes. Like, that, that, that exists. I'm not saying that it's as heavy-handed as it used to be right. because the South has gained a lot of respect. Like, there's really not a narrative anymore, but we're talking about revisiting the history and having those artists in the same spaces as the um, old-school acts from New York. I don't think that you get the respect. I think people kind of shrug them off because the New York artists were more popular back then, and that still kind of exists today. Yeah, I, I kind of wish I would have known what era he was referring to. Um, he said, quote, unquote, keeping hip hop alive. But then he referenced Uncle Luke. And, mm -hmm. you know, because Luke criticized the some of those hip hop 50 celebrations because they didn't really have a lot of Florida people. And right. so he, well, he said South in general. Or did he just specify? No, he said Florida. OK. Luke did. Birdman yeah. was talking about it, all the whole South. Now, I thought Luke said I, I read Luke's comment. And I thought it for some reason said the South. Yeah. He was speaking of Florida artists, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, and so Birdman was like, "Yo, Luke got Luke deserve a whole bunch of respect. Like what he did was huge. Like, yeah, you know say X Y Z, which I understand and, and agree with. I think I would want to know what would it look like in today's age. What would enough respect for the South look like in his eyes? I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. Now, whether I agree with it or not, 
I think I think people like Scarface when you when you implement like podcast and storytelling and there's more commentary on hip hop than ever before. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of acts are starting to get their flowers. Even when you look at something like a drink champs, like bro, they got plenty of Southern people on it that they give flowers to and the me, 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 air horns and telling stories and all of that shit. So I, I, I would want to know what would it look like? Um, I have, I didn't feel like I watched the hip hop celebration last year and was thinking where the South people at. I, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't get that vibe. I thought it was pretty even. So I, I, I want to know what would it look like? Like I just don't know what it would look like. Like, what is he? Is he? Is he mad? He didn't get an invite because we don't want to hear Burberry, Burberry, Miss Birdlay. We don't want to hear that. So him, him not getting an invite is one thing. <laughs> like niggas that need to get invites is get Turk not getting an invite is one thing, respectfully. But the niggas that that got the invite, they checked the mail and it was in there. I don't, I can't say the same for for Birdman and Turk. Half of the hot boys. Birdman should be there though. Like that. That's part of what he's talking about though. You can't have like a southern hip-hop well excuse me hip-hop in general in 50 with cash money is probably what the most successful independent label in hip-hop history but you've seen juvie get flowers all last year he the tiny desk was huge like that's, that's what true. i look at I, when i see stuff like that and everybody and social media going crazy for the dope juvenile tiny desk like to me that's getting respect you want well, nobody hating on that shit i didn't see one person be like man this shit's well, juvenile why he need a tiny desk? bro you didn't see that but maybe 20 that's years true. ago, you that's would true. have. That's all I'm saying. I, I would agree with that, man. It, I tell you what tied it up for me and really made me understand, like, how the South was moving just as, well, how the South was moving in 93, 94, when all you saw on BT was mostly New York stuff. It was that Netflix documentary. I want to say it was called Hip Hop Evolution or something like that, where they, yeah. they did the different coast. Yeah. And, like, they, they took time in Houston when Scarface was just coming up, and then they went to Florida, and they did the different shit out in the Bay. Like, it was kind of showing you, like, how all of this was really happening at the same time. Facts. But you would see more New York stuff because of the TVs and the record stuff. Yeah, the media companies were companies there. Are the media was there yeah. But it still had documented, like, in the same time period that that stuff was happening in other places. So if you ain't seen that, it's an old documentary. I ain't even sure if it's still on Netflix. I may need to run that back myself. But yeah. the hip-hop evolution was fired and gets into it a lot. Absolutely. All right, man. Next, um, DJ Clue, your man's speaking of New York, AB, he posted a tweet asking fans to tell him the classic song since 2020, alluding to hip hop not having any. Mm. Is he right? This was an interesting tweet. He yeah. said, Hey, tell me a hip hop classic song made after 2020 that will still be played 10 or 20 years later. Something that will come on a club and have it turned up. Example, Dreams and Nightmares, March Madness, Finito, California Love, One More Chance, etc. <clears throat> okay, so here's my thing with his question. It's only been three years. It's only been three years. Did you know <laughs> Meek Mill Dreams and Nightmares was going to be what it was when we first heard Meek Mill's debut album? Nigga, no. Nobody knew that, bro. Nobody knew it was going to be an anthem for Philly. No one knew it was going to be damn near an anthem for hip hop. You didn't know that out the gate. Like, no, slick, people don't even talk about that album really like that at all. And it's slick banging too on the low. Like, niggas didn't talk about a lot of these songs out of the gate. And on top of that, we're in 2024, freshly into the year. This nigga named songs that span like four different decades, dude. Like, juicy. One more chance. One more chance. Fam, that's 38 years old, dude. Like, what are we talking about? Like, what? He didn't name anything past, like, 2010, dude. Like, fam. So, uh, niggas need to relax. I know every chance people get to try to say hip-hop is dead, they jump at it. They cried all last year. We didn't have a number one album. Then 21 Savage comes out in the first week of January, and we have a number one album back-to-back two weeks in a row this early in the first month of the year. So are we sure hip hop is dead? Cause everybody was crying about this shit last year. Stop trying to bury shit too soon, prematurely and let time unfold just like we do with everything else. Most of these songs that you, he named are classics and it took time to be crowned classics. Niggas have to see the impact over time. That's what determines yeah. whether a song is classic or not. It can be banging out the gate. There's banging songs that came out last year. Whether they stand the test of time is what classifies them as classic. 
So please give it time, dude. That, that's all I ask. Yeah. Respectfully. You don't know. You don't know right out the gate that it's gonna be like that. Like I, I, you would have to go back at least five, maybe six years to say, okay, this is one of them songs. Like an example that I would give from that time period, you can rightfully like judge it. Like for example, a little baby freestyle. Right, exactly. Like that, that song, like you, you can be like, okay, this, this is one of them ones like Dreams and Nightmares. It's about Facts. five, six years old. It still go up in the club today. It's one of his hits. You can't do that. Like you said, just not to beat a dead horse from all of your points, but you can't do that from songs that came out two years ago or, or a year no. ago. And it doesn't mean that something's wrong. It just means that it takes time for those type of songs to kind of snowball into what we know them as. Like, yeah, Juicy, well, excuse, I keep saying Juicy. Yeah, One More Chance was a banger when it came out, but it snowballed into what we know it as now as where it's a, on every DJ set. It yep. took 38 years for motherfuckers to like realize that. <laughs> like that's that's the point of it like so classic songs are different from classic albums that's you don't get to judge the full body of work you get to judge the reaction more so yeah and those reactions start to build as people start to remember those songs as oh i was in college during this time or oh this is we was outside kicking it heavy during this time that's what makes those songs those songs and they just haven't had enough time to resonate with people and people haven't had enough time to grow into those songs and like them still playing them and like, oh, you don't remember this or you want to miss them. And that's how it's, yeah, they miss them. Exactly. That's how it builds up. Like you put another generation, oh, you wouldn't know this. Like it's somebody right now that can put somebody on that little baby freestyle, even though it was just six years ago, it's younger niggas like, oh, this hard right here. This one baby was in his bag or whatever it may be. And I keep using that example because that's probably one of the closest ones to his date or time period that I could think of. All the rest of the stuff is way too, like, we we experienced that. This is when we were outside, nigga. Of course when that go up in the club, we're gonna love it, nigga, because we remember it. Yep. And then people still hear how good it is because it's such a great song, and then they can start relating to it, too. And it, again, it just takes time to do that. So yeah, I think he's speaking a little too soon as far as since 2020. If he had pushed yeah. that date back to 2018, 2017, and you had struggled to find songs from that, That's then he would have had a point. Yeah, but no, nah, I don't think he had a good point with this. If Listen, the, ba the, the baby joint is a perfect example because one of the reasons why it, it, it already was a banger, it mm -hmm. already hit, but one of the reasons why it hits even more is because dude can't make another one of them right now to save his life. Save and so it. we're seeing it, and now <laughs> you want to talk about I'm, we missed something? Niggas missed when he sounded like that. But that, but that plays a role in it, though. Like, the shit he putting out now don't hit this. Everything gets compared to that. That's what I'm saying. You don't, If you don't have time to compare anything to anything else, then, it, dude, it's like, just let it marinate, man. Please, for Christ's sakes, let the shit marinate. Ah, Shout out my nigga QC. I mean, it'd be like he was ripping that too. And, it, oh, and too, when you see and you get to see the reaction at shows, yeah, yeah, like you see it at the shows, and everybody's word for word, they make other people even more hype to do that when they in the club listening to it, or at the festival listening to it. That's how the dreams and nightmares catches on. Bingo. I'm disappointed in it, Clueless. Yeah, Clueless, like this was not a good analysis, bro. Come on, man. Uh, next up, man, your man Luda, your favorite rapper of all time. Sorry. Ludacris has a new show, a new series coming on BET based on his life. He's not the what? only rapper entertainer that got some content um, announced. Pharrell has a biopic movie in Lego form coming soon. If you had to play one of these and pass on one of these, which one would it be? Can I say both? You know, that's hating. Lego form. That's hating. Lego form is nuts, but... It does seem creative. I've never seen any of those Lego movies, but I've heard they are entertaining. I heard it. Yeah, I heard it. I ain't never seen them either, but I heard, I heard they're entertaining. It <laughs> and I, I trust Pharrell's creative sense, so I would say that I'm just going to add on to my ludicrous hate that I've always had on this podcast. What, what, what about his life are we going to watch on a TV show? Him filming the Fast and Furious? Like, what are we going to watch, on, Chris Bridges? Man. Dude, like, what are you doing no. today? No. Like, is he going to be like, come on, what is it going to be? HGTV? He going to be selling houses? No. Like, what, no. What is Ludacris going to be doing to <laughs> warrant a show, bro? Who's greenlighting stuff like this? Come on, bro. Ludacris? A, a, come a data in the life of Ludacris. Can it, can it get more boring than that? Think of, like, first on. of all, this is clearly not a about? day in the life of the goddamn Ludacris. A week in the life, a, a whatever <laughs> in the life of Ludacris is a no for me, dog. I'm fast. <laughs> it says but that I the watch that for real movie. It says that the show is inspired by experiences coming up in the competitive music scene in Atlanta. 
as a DJ. The series follows the misadventures of a sharply drawn ensemble who are willing to do anything and everything to bolster ratings at their hip hop radio station. This shit could be funny as hell. If you take. Wait, 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 wait. Now, see, you didn't say that. I thought this was okay. Based on his life. I misinterpreted that. I thought we were talking about today's reality TV. Fuck no. And them following Ludacris around. Okay. Got it. My bad. I understand now. A show based off him being around. Okay. Yeah. That could be good. That could be good. I'm sorry. I was That's, hating too much. I, I will admit that. that if you take a show, like think if they did it in the same style as like the office or as uh the 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 school joint. Um, uh, Abbott Elementary should like, like Abbott, but they did it in a radio movie. station. That should be funny though. But but black people, that that's got potential. Not gonna lie, I I, I could agree with that. I, I misunderstood. I thought they were gonna be following the nigga around. Yeah, hell no. Nah. I wouldn't even made the cut. Who less do I want to see? We wouldn't even talk about that. Who less do I want to see be following around besides Ludacris? Or it could be like that Wu Tang joint too. Like on exactly, like it could be something like that, and it would be entertaining. Because those yep. stories, again, as we talk about from the south again, like you see the New York style of those with Wu Tang and, and other stuff, but you don't see the southern part of that. A DJ on a college campus or wherever he was in the south trying to rap. I'm sure it was some funny shit with niggas making fun of him or whatever. Maybe yeah, I I, I would sign up for that. Give me that. And it's supposed to be like a dramedy, you know what I'm saying? So, and Ludacris is pretty creative. His videos and his skits were always actually, he got some of the funnier skits in hip hop. So I'm here for this. Definitely tapping in. It's on BET Plus. That mean I got somebody, let me, hey, let me use one of y'all. Nobody going to see that. Log in. Yeah, let me, let me use one of y'all logins. They ought to but, call it Tyler Perry Plus. What, what if Tyler Perry did the, the Ludacris show? <laughs> The hair would be so terrible. I could, <laughs> I would tune in just to see Ludacris fro and how it looked and how he did that. Yeah, but Bray wig, dude. Oh shit, they have a unit, bro. Now, <sighs> but uh, it's got potential, especially with the lack of that now, because there's no more Atlanta. There's no more like insecure. There's no more black ensemble thirty minute show. This is on mm-hmm. BET Plus, so it'll probably be uh, unrated. You know what I'm saying? Or rated R or whatever the fuck. Yeah. So uncensored. We don't have that right now off the top of my head. Somebody remind we lost rap shit on HBO. That's gone off the air. So RIP, man. Yeah, pour out a little liquor for that. So there's only room for one at a time, apparently. So if it's this, this is creative enough. I'm interested in this, man. I, I would definitely check this out. The Lego movie, I have heard good things about the Lego movie. Like I heard the Lego Batman joints actually are pretty I heard good. Funny. Yeah. Um, so the Pharrell shit is that's kind of creative. I'm not gonna lie. The soundtrack will probably be good. The music will be good. I'd watch it. It'd be my first Lego joint, though. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I think he could do some creative things with it. I don't know if I'd be entertained by it, though. But, yeah, I'm going with the Ludacris joint now that we got into what it really was. So, yeah. All right, man. Next, before we get to these wins and losses, A.B., your man, YFN Lucci, an update came out. He was sentenced to 10 years. Yep. However, he will be released in a few months. Uh, some of the charges got waived, I'm assuming. I'm not sure what happened there, how he got 10 years cut down to six months. But the question is, can he revive his career post-prison? Yeah, so what happened was the char- he took a deal for lesser charges, and they gave him time served and good behavior. So he's already done four. Um, He's already done four of the 10. And so by the time this three and a half, four months comes up, you know, they'll give them, they'll give them the time served or whatever for lesser charge. It was like admitting to be a gang rivalry unit charge or some shit. I don't know, but it was cut down from murder to that. Um, some, some shit I ain't never heard of. But anyway, the question being, will he, what will he be able to do when he gets out? He's only 32 years old. Um, his sound Let's assume he sounds the same, unlike when Shine got out. Let's assume he still can make the type of songs he was making. That sound is still prevalent out here right now. That hasn't passed him up. Niggas is still melodic. Niggas is still using a little bit of auto-tune here and there. There's no thug out here to, you know, to combat that sound that is. So I think Lucha can actually do something when he get out. I personally am a fan of his music. I think his stuff is very slept on. Um, I think he was, I thought he was very talented um, as an artist. 
And so I look forward to him getting back out. And I, I kind of miss that sound. I like that lane. He was the one rapper in that lane that I actually fucked with. So I'm interested to hear what he sounds like coming back out and what he got to say. Um, so, yeah, I think he could do well, man. I'm, and I'm rooting for him. Okay. All right. So he was charged with, of course, those murders, as you said. And yep. he pled guilty to one count of the violation of the Street Gang Terrorism and Prevention Act. There we go. In exchange for the murder charges. And if he takes that, they proposed a 20-year sentence with 10 years to serve. And as part of the plea deal, he'd get credit for time served, as you said. Yep. He begins surrender. Well, he surrendered to charges in 2021. Uh, so like you said, it's a little bit over three years that he served. So he will be eligible for parole in three and a half months. Gotcha. He still may not be granted parole, but he will be up to parole. But the uh, district attorney has said that they will not send anything objecting to his parole. So he may get it. If all of that happens, he could be out in three and a half months. Can he uh, bounce back? Yeah. I think he has a cult type following. He has that, uh, he has a fan base that you won't never really lose. Now, will he ever be bigger than, I don't think he'll be as big as what we thought YFN was before he went in or what he could have been before he was derailed by all of this happening. But there still will be a, a select group of people who really fuck with him and they really like his music that, that buys him. He has like a cult type following, I would say. Um, we've seen it happen with Boosie. Like, uh, Boosie didn't pop after he got out of jail at all, but there were people who still fucked with him, and they still listen to everything that he put out, which allowed him to still tour, be successful. We see Boosie now still in the spotlight. I'm not sure if uh, YFN has a personality like that, but he does have mm -hmm. talent, and he does have connections in Atlanta. His family is well known down here, from what I understand. So the name rang bells outside. So, with all of those factors playing in, I don't think he'll just fade into obscurity unless it's something that he wants to do. If he decides to go back into music, being that he went through all of this, yeah, I think people will still listen to him. He won't be as big a star as he could have been, but yeah. he will still be like a living from music. And he, and he doesn't have anything hanging over his head in terms of controversy surrounding the case. Um, it already The news came out maybe a year or so ago that he had an opportunity to accept the deal and he turned it down. Um, I know we talked about that briefly on here. So he doesn't have any black cloud hanging over his head in terms of that, myself. like the same way maybe Gunna did. But then again, music outweighs all of this shit. So if, if Lucha could come out with a fuck you mean, then it, it, it shit wouldn't matter anyway. But I'm interested to see what happens, man. Like he was facing, like you said, a 20 piece. They're gonna, they gave him 10 years and 10 years probation. Um, so that's how they got down to that. <sighs> I thought they had forgotten about the nigga. I ain't gonna lie. Like I can't tell you last time we talked about Lucci or heard an update or seen him. <laughs> Did he get? He got stabbed in jail. I think. Then they yeah, something happened a, a while ago. Yeah. yeah. So I know he ready to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Hopefully he has a good parole here, man. He can he can figure that out. But uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see how the how everything else plays out with the stuff because he he do kind of still got a black cloud though. Like, you think still, so? The stuff with yeah, the stuff with Thug still exists. What you in terms of like the beef, or are you saying like he told on him or something? Like he ain't no, no, no. I'm just saying the beef. Like, oh, I, okay. I don't think that even though Thug's on trial, like, I don't think that that's the ending. That's true. Oh, yeah. outside, and it's still niggas from uh, what yeah. Thug do that's outside too. Like, like, I don't know that he would necessarily have smooth. Like, that's oh, fair. I'm just on the music now. I don't think it's gonna happen that way. Uh, so that would be the one thing I would be concerned about. No, that's fair because you gotta think how deep into that he was. Like, they had this nigga driving the getaway car. Yeah, that's true. I feel like, come on. That's what he got yammed up on. There was there was a shooting, and he was one of the drivers in the shooting. Yeah. He he wasn't the trigger man. There was never he was never um, charged with being the, the trigger man or any of that. So that's that's how these. They say he kicked the nigga out of the car, kicked the trigger man out the car because he got shot up the street. Yeah. Like that's allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. that's what yeah. happened. I'm not sure, what man. Y'all that's crazy. First of all, it's crazy that. I'm YFN Lucci and niggas is feeling like, come on, bro. Nigga got to move a little different, man. And, and he was YFN Lucci when that was hap when that happened. Yeah, yeah. Let's be clear. He wasn't whatever his government name is, nigga. You, you got to pull a tray on that one, bro. Hey, no, let me out. Facts. Let me out, though. <laughs> it's let me out. And everything. Fuck it. <laughs> let me out, though. Call an Uber, nigga. Hey, I can have this shit, nigga. Uh, all, all right. right. I got it. Last up, man, before we get to these wins and losses, Snoop D-O-double Jizzy, your mans has changed his stance 
on his friend turned foe, Donald Trump. Friend again. Yeah, back to friend again. He said in a recent interview um, that quote uh, <laughs> that he hasn't. He said, "I have no issues with Donald Trump. He, I have nothing but love and respect. Um, he has not done anything to me." Now, of course, if y'all remember, not that long ago, he's been roasting Trump for years now. He had a song called Make America Crip Again, and he had a video of a <laughs> fake Donald Trump where he ended up assassinating him, got a whole bunch of controversy from it. Uh, but if you go back to even earlier than that in 07, Trump and Snoop were cool on The Apprentice. He even did the Comedy Central roast um, on Trump, too. So it was a, it's up and down. It's back up, apparently. What do you think of Snoop's comments? Is it a big deal, little deal, or no deal? They're speculating that the biggest influence to Snoop saying this was Trump's last minute clemency to death row co-founder Harry O. Yep. And that probably initiated the sale of death row to Snoop, which was very lucrative in that deal. So I could understand him feeling this way in private. I think it's a little OD when rappers like him or Benny or the Meek, even when they're supporting Trump, I feel like that's better for them to do like no comment wise. Like you can talk to your homeboys about this and we at the barbershop chilling and niggas know me as Snoop. We in the studio smoking, like him saying, oh, I fuck with Trump. Like you can have that conversation in those smaller rooms. But when you're talking to Billboard and you're talking on these big platforms that these other people have been credited as saying they support him, it, it it's it's detrimental to the the, the election process because people won't pay attention to why they should or shouldn't vote for him. They'll pay attention to that Snoop Dogg is doing it. So it's unfortunate that people are sheep like that, but people will say, oh, Snoop think he's cool. And they'll come up with their bullshit reasons to think he's cool as well versus doing the proper research and taking the person that they really should take that's going to best affect their lives. So I'll say it in that sense. It, it's kind of... Um, it's sloppy. It's sloppy to talk about in public when you're someone of Snoop's stature, when you're one of these more famous people's stature. Um, and I'd say the same thing now for Biden, too. Like, I ain't going to call it both ways. Well, I ain't right. going to lean one way or the other. But I do think if there's not some substantial type of information associated with the endorsement, then you should just leave it alone. You ain't got to be Michael Jordan Oh, Republicans and Democrats buy shoes too. You can just kind of provide reasoning and give people the 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 push to go check this shit out themselves. That's what I really wish somebody would like what Snoop would say. I wish he would end it that way, but go educate yourself about him. If he works for you, then he works for me. I'm just saying for me, he works. Like I would love for people to give that kind of code, well, that kind of sign off on it and not just being a flat out endorsement, which it sounds like that this is. Yeah, he if you go back to when Harry O was released in 2021, Snoop did thank him. He put an Instagram post that said, welcome home, big O, you know what I'm saying? Back with the dog. And then he put thank you at Donald Trump. So that was that was when it happened back then. So he's he's at least been consistent with that. Now, I will say this and what you said about being outward with it that's a very good point because little wayne has been well that might be a different story if you're the nigga that actually got out because of it <laughs> mm, <laughs> that might be something different i ain't gonna lie i'll i'll let wayne and kodak, kodak wayne, he got kodak all right kodak yeah. kodak and kodak is young too so he don't know no motherfucking better but wayne was in that bitch stay old nigga and whoever let me out if i'm wayne wayne Dwayne carter uh, you might get the public thank you, nigga. If 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 are uh, you want the public thank you, uh, nigga, thumbs up, nigga. You get the you get one IG post, dude. Cool. But I'll give you a perfect example of someone who hasn't done this, and that's Jay. And his Rock Nation CEO, Desiree Perez, was also commuted uh, by Trump. And so, but he, you haven't seen him come out and go, man, thank you. He hasn't gone out his way. Nobody, I haven't heard a statement from Rock Nation. I haven't heard any of this shit. And because they probably don't want to be associated with that, which is fine. And I don't think you have to. So it does seem like Snoop went out of his way. I don't even know if no comment is the right answer, though, because when people say no comment, it's kind of like yeah, you, that you commented Obviously. when you said Obviously. no comment, yeah. if it's anything but the opposite. So uh, it's kind of tricky, though. At least he has a reason. At least he has a tie in to it that's not necessarily like that selfish because Harry O's his man too though like he fuck with Harry O strong and so 
getting him out. He'd been in 20 years, 20 plus. So mm-hmm. shit. I I don't know. He, he would I think he would have got the he would have given the same treatment no matter who it was that got him out, honestly. He's not going above and beyond. So I'll give him that. It's not that deep to say, yeah, I ain't got no problem with it. He ain't done nothing to me. That's what that was a statement, which is true. That's true. He but didn't. Was- he didn't dick right. He didn't go up like Kanye and sit in his lap in the fucking Oval Office <laughs> and shit, dude. So like that was doing way too fucking much. But do you think even the specification of he hasn't done anything to me kind of says I wait, realize. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, I realize the harm that he's causing to other people. Yeah. I just can't comment on that because I didn't experience. I thought he used his words. I thought his words were very carefully used right there. That's where it gets tricky. That's where it gets like, okay, you don't want to comment, but you know to me what that connotation involves and why you're saying that. So. But he's also but Trump is also not in the office anymore or in what what you would perceive as to be a position to cause a lot of harm today. Well, the election coming up, though, that's what this yeah. is about. Like this, all the all the favors are being called in. Like that's the election fair. is coming up. Like if anything that you can say, oh, you let your remember I let your man's out next interview. Make sure you say that I didn't do anything to you. Ain't, so, ain't nothing. That's why ain't nothing for free, dude. That's why you got to keep you trying to keep your hands clean and do your own shit, dude. Right. Ain't nothing free. Absolutely. That phone gonna ring. Them favors do come. What thing about a favor? It always come back, nigga. Always come back. Hey, B, let's get into some wins and some losses. First win or a loss. We suspected it here. We got the confirmation in 21 Savage Club Shay Shay interview. 21 Savage admits that the movie was a parody and there will be, what is it called? American Life? There will American be no Dream. Movie, American Dream. There will be no movie with Donald Glover play, playing. 21 Savage, is that a win or a loss? It's a win because it looked like a parody. I, I, I was kind of skeptical, but I was taking their word for it. Very good job on fooling them because they got me for sure. Because um, it was very well put together. They got the nigga from Bel Air on there, nigga playing Metro and, and Childish <laughs> Gambino in there looking crazy as hell. So they did a good job making it look legitimate. Um, but he, he said maybe one day down the line, he said, but a lot of people are going to hate, like, what did he do to deserve a movie? And first of all, that's a valid question. If this was a real movie coming out this year, that's a valid question. What did 21 Savage do to get a biopic, nigga, greenlit, fast-forwarded, nigga, in 2024? That's a very valid question. So that's not hate. He need to know that. Yeah, I think this is a win that it's not coming out, like you said. I I was suspect of it. Like you said, it did look kind of funny. I think I said it on here. If I... It, I want a 21 Savage movie to be more realistic. I don't want Donald Glover playing 21 Savage. That's why it's a win. I'm glad that this was a joke. And it shows to what, as we talked about, man, there, there's so many different ways to market albums nowadays. Yep. And we just saw this. Like, this is amazing. It was good. Yeah. Make the whole movie and had people thinking that a movie was coming out to push the album, and it helped. Yeah. Like, people, you know, it gravitated towards it. So, big shouts out to him for that. Uh, winner or a loss, Ghetto Boy member Willie D. He has a podcast, AB. I want to think, uh, can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, but he does have a podcast. Scarface used to be the co host. I'm not sure if he's still on there. But he was talking about his podcast and said he would never sell his podcast despite million dollar offers weekly. Is that a win or a loss? Hey man, I we just talked about you know sticking to your guns, not owing nobody no favors, and ownership is important. The fact that you didn't know the name of it is big. I didn't know it either. So if he's getting million dollar offers for a podcast that neither one of us know, that's a W in my opinion. So that means he got more work to do to get it on a bigger platform and to get it in front of more eyes. And maybe instead of one million, it's ten million, and then maybe he'll think about it. But I respect it though. Shout out to, shout out to Willie D. Stick to your guns. I'm sub- I'm subscribed to it. I just don't know what the name of it is. It's Ghetto Boys it Reloaded. Ghetto Boys Reloaded. Really easy name. Should have known that Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Last one or lost before we get out of here, AB. Your girl, Jess Hilarious, after a lot of speculation, was officially named the third member of the Breakfast Club. Is this a win or a loss? Yeah, this is a W. The rollout was kind of weird. Um, she announced it at... Um, an event in her hometown of Baltimore. And a lot of people thought that that was a little premature because then all of a sudden the brakes got hit on it. 
a lot of people was out there making hot takes like they knew what was going on <laughs> and they made sure to put those hot takes in this rollout. So I actually, I actually nice. thought that was kind of funny. Um, so a lot of people either go and walk that back or act like they didn't say it. So, yeah, that's a W. She's pretty good on there. She needs to stop ad-libbing, though. Uh, she's got that thing with new podcasters where they go, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, uh, okay. She's got that. She got chill with that. The, the DJ Khaled ad-libs and shit. <laughs> DJ Khaled ad-libs are hilarious. Uh, yes, W. I watched a few times or seen a few clips, actually, uh, with her on there. She seems to have had the best chemistry with Charlemagne and with Envy. And she's funny. Like, yeah. people be hating on her comedy style. I, I enjoy it. I think she's relatively funny. Like, she she has some good – like, she's naturally funny. She's one of those I agree. who doesn't seem like it's trying too hard. So I fuck with her. Uh, I think it should be more entertaining than it and, has been in the past. And she already had a moment with Sexy Red on there. So you got the virality yes. potential. Already. <laughs> so mm-hmm. shit. 100%. Yeah, I think it's a win. Facts. All right, who uh, we got for On Deck of the Week, A.B.? Let's go to On Deck of the Week, man. Last episode, shout out D. Williams 325. He said, quote, there's no way Spike doesn't think Ja Rule is top 50, but thinks Nelly is. They both were the That's top true. artists in the game at one point and That's were both bigger than Hove statistically. Actually, they both are top 50. Spike, you bugging, bro, respectfully. That's fair. I'm bugging because Ja Rule isn't top 50. Of course. What are we talking about? No, you're hating because Ja Rule isn't top 50. <laughs> what are we talking about, bro? Ja Rule knows he's not top 50. Ja Rule was the hottest rapper on the planet at one time. For five months, man. Stop it. Nigga, that's hotter Stop than Melly Mel was, nigga, and he made the goddamn list. How long was Melly Mel the hottest rapper on the planet? I, I cannot say anything to that. I have no response to that. Shout out D. Williams, 325. Hey, 325, is that March 25th? Aries? Is that what that is? Let me find out. It's my fellow Aries brother. We out here, nigga. Hell you talking about? That's hilarious. Um, What you got to put us on? Uh, let me think about it. What you got? Mm, I was gonna do the same thing that you were doing. God damn! Uh, I'll go <laughs> I, ahead. I got some. I, I got okay, it. go go go. You want to think? Uh, I've been watching this documentary. It's crazy. It's old now. It, it's been out for a while, but it just came across my desk. The curious case of Natalia Grace. Uh, mm. It's about a little girl. She was a little person, and they weren't sure if she was a little girl, or if she was a grown woman when they oh, adopted shit. her. And it is wild. To say the least, it's a six-part documentary. They kind of stretched it out. I hate when they do that with docs. Of course, but. It, it is a crazy story, and you still are looking at it at when you even get to the end of it. Like, I don't know if she's a little girl or a grown woman, dude. So it's the curious case of Natalia Grace. It's on Max. Uh, check that out. Let me know what you think. Um, They made, they made a scary movie out of that. If anybody's seen uh, Orphan. That's based off that? Because uh, I mentioned I'm... it to someone, and they was like, is it a horror? I was like, no, nah, it ain't nothing really scary other than <laughs> it's, it's psycho. <laughs> It's that definitely a movie called Orphan. I don't and know what I would have did, bro. Like, you have to watch it. I want to know what that's cool. what Shout out. For anybody that Shout hasn't seen Orphan, this is, that's funny as shit. For anybody that hasn't seen Orphan, spoiler alert, oh. so don't listen, but if the, the movie's 10 years old, the little girl was not actually a little girl. She was just a little person. And so she had, she was like 40. And, and she so was she like was possessed or something, right? Nah, she wasn't possessed. She was just crazy in the motherfucker, like killing mm-hmm. niggas and shit. So that was the twist. But you didn't know that until the end. You thought she was a little girl. This is it, yeah. Um, my put on, I've got two books. I'm reading one, I'm listening to one on Audible, and I'm reading one in hand. Um, the one I'm listening to on Audible is called The First Minute. How to get mm-hmm. how to start conversations that get results. Really dope. Short read or short listen. It's only about three hours. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm feeling it so far. It's really dope. Talks about how to communicate and get to the point of what you're trying to say uh, more effectively. It talks about the three elements of a of smart kind of conversation It's really dope. And then the other one that I'm, I'm reading in hand is the creative act, a way of being by Rick Rubin. It's a creative, it's a book about creativity and things of that nature. I think my new play moving forward, uh, if a book is about creativity, I'm going to get it in hand so I can feel mm. it. Pause, pause and it's about Jesus business Christ. or anything or if it's an autobiography then i'm going to get it audible so that i can listen to it on the road and shit so that's going to be my play for the books moving forward i'll see what that does for me this year that's a good strategy because with the creative stuff you really like holding it and, exactly. and, and flipping through the pages that's exactly a lot i feel like it hit a little different 
Yeah, that's a lot different from me throwing some headphones on. I I I got a uh, a physical copy of Brit by Michelle Michelle Angela Duckworth. It's called Grit, and it's registering a lot better than it did because I have the audio book as well reading yep. it on a nightly basis versus listening to it in, in chunks. So, yeah, I think that's a good strategy. Let me know how it works for you. They say you're supposed to read and listen at the same time. They say it's, stick it's almost like watching TV with captions. It's like the same. It, it stick a little more. You focused a little more. I can see that. Or listen to music, reading lyrics at the same time. They hit different. Yeah, that is true. I do that on my Apple Music. Like yep. when it's playing, you hit the little thing. It's had a thing running up to oh. it. Yeah, that's fire. All right. Um, Hey guys, another episode in the books. Let us know what you think about the topics. Can YFN bounce back? Is there a classic song since 2020? And what that Benny do for you, man? Let us know down in the comments. YouTube.com slash on TV show. Um, anything else before we get out of here? Yeah, who you got in the Super Bowl? Uh Mahomes. Can't bet against Patty. I've been I telling you this all season. All season. He ain't got no receivers. Nobody got Patrick Mahomes. Bro. That was so it's overblown. That's all he need. Kelsey's out. He don't look the same. Okay. All right. We'll see. <laughs> I need to be open like a motherfucker, man. Stop. Right. Stop, y'all. Hey, right, man. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Patty, too. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Patty. Next year, though, it's the Packers. Nigga, believe that. All right. We're out. That's a no. Big, a big no. <laughs> a big no. Now, y'all definitely going to compete next year. Y'all probably do better than we will. Yeah, y'all some slaw. Uh, on that note, man, America's team, Green Bay Packers, 2025 NFL champions, man. I'll see y'all in New Orleans at the Super Bowl. Uh, and yeah. next week on the On Egg TV show, we out. Thank you.